In this episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, The Last Dance finally premiered last night, episodes one and two. Getting into some reactions and also a lot of rumors leading up to the NFL draft. A lot of trade rumors. We're getting that and more coming up on Sports Talk from the Crib. Welcome everyone, it's Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It is Monday, April 20th, and we are getting in to The Last Dance. Premiered last night on ESPN. A lot of good stuff involving Michael Jordan and the Bulls in that last run. I mean, it also went back and you know showed you him in his North Carolina days. You know, the rookie season... And then, you know, some flashbacks of the 98 season. What turmoil. What turmoil. You forget. You know, I was a little kid when all this was going on. And I remember some of it. And you just forget how much turmoil there really was between the players and the management team. It was, you know, it was pretty bad there. But they all stuck it out. And they all stuck together. Talk about a team. I mean, that 90s Bulls team was incredible. The 80s team had some talent, too. Oh, when Phil Jackson took over, Michael Jordan, Scotty, the whole, everybody, man. It's weird. There's, you know, talking about Dennis Rodman. Man, imagine if there was social media back then. Just imagine having a Twitter account or an Instagram or Facebook or just something. Imagine if YouTube was even around back then. Like... There's some dirt. There is some craziness. A lot of people go maybe look at Michael a little different way too, but what a competitor. What an ultimate competitor. I mean, the 84 rookie year coming in and this two, three months in, everybody around the league, the coaches, the scouts, were like, this is, this is it. This guy is the next big thing. It's funny looking at some of those clips, too, saying he was too small. <laughs> Michael Jordan was too small. He needed to be a big man in this game. Like, you saw all the big men, you know, kind of poking fun at it, saying he wasn't tall enough. That's crazy. Uh, man, when, and then uh, when they, in his second year when he got hurt, he broke his foot. And he wanted to keep playing. <laughs> the, guy was, the guy was nuts. He was ultimate competitor. Wanted to keep playing, and they had him on this, when he came back, you know, from the foot injury, they had him on this seven-minute restriction in, you know, the first half, seven minutes, second half, seven minutes. He was only allowed to play 14 minutes. You know, Jerry Krause, that, you know, general manager, what, talk about some friction. Michael Jordan wanted to go out there and just play. That's all he wanted to do is just play some basketball. And he wouldn't let him. And they showed the game where he, late in the game, they pulled him out. There was 13 seconds left to go in the game. And they pulled him out. And lucky his boy Paxson hit this little floating shot that you wouldn't expect to even go in. He gets it to go in. They win the game. They were in a playoff race. They were in 85. 
they were in a playoff race and during that 85 season and he didn't want to, Jerry Krause wanted the draft pick. He wanted them to lose so they didn't make the playoffs. But Jordan wanted to play and guess who, they got in as the eighth seed then. They only won 30 games. And they still made the playoffs in that first round matchup. That first round matchup was against Larry Bird and the Celtics with Bill Walton and Kevin McHale and all those guys. Danny Ainge, Dennis Johnson. Like, unstuck. <laughs> it's just weird, the competitiveness of them. You know, and then he goes out there and drops 49 and then 63 in game two. I mean, they ended up getting swept by the Celtics, but Larry Bird called him God. Larry Bird called him God. <laughs> that 85-86 season, was, I mean, that's just his second year in the league, and he's sitting there dropping 63 in the garden on uh, four Hall of Famers or on that Boston Celtics team. Now, one other thing I want to get into is Scottie Pippen. Man, I didn't know. In 1991, he he signed a seven-year, $18 million contract. And by the time that final 98 season came around, he was the sixth player in terms of salary on the team. Michael Jordan was making 33. I think Ron Harper was ahead of him. There was a, I mean, he was sixth. He was only making $2.8 million. And talk about one of the worst deals in NBA history. Scottie Pippen from 90, that whole championship run, even the time when Michael went to baseball. So he signed that deal during their, that's the year they won their first championship there for that 91. And all the way to 98, he only made $18 million. You know, then he waits till the final, um, that final year they get surgery done on him. And he's, he could get on it, of course, you know, during the summer, but he didn't want to ruin his summer. <laughs> Scottie Pippen was being a little uh, selfish there. So, I mean, whatever, Scottie. <laughs> Michael Jordan was pissed. You could tell he was pissed because he had to carry the load to start that season. But then, you know, it's leading up to it. Episode 3, man, they're going to talk about that Scottie Pippen demanding a trade. Scottie Pippen demanding a trade there at the end of this episode, and we'll get into it. It's just going to keep getting better. I mean, I'm just such a fan. I'm speaking of such a fan because I remember just the music, the intro that Chicago Bull team was every person's intro. Like, you, it was magic. It gives me goosebumps. Every time I hear that intro of the Chicago Bulls and that announcer, you know, Making the lineup announces, you know, that Michael Jordan, you know, it's just crazy. I'm just a super, super fan, and I can't wait for more. If you missed, if you missed it on ESPN, it will be on Netflix today. So it, every uh, Monday, it's going to be on Netflix, just in case you missed it there on ESPN. It's going to be every Sunday. It's a ten-part series. First two episodes are in. I just can't wait to get in that more dirt. That Jerry Krause friction, man, it went on since the since the eighties. I mean, it was already it's Michael's second year. There was already friction there because he wanted to win, and they want he wanted them to lose so they get a draft pick. You know, 
And that's the other thing. I, co I completely forgot that Scottie Pippen got drafted by the Sonics, too. <laughs> and then that draft day was to the Bulls. I completely forgot about that. He was a, he was a Sonic before he was a Bull, technically speaking there. Um, but, hey, thank goodness. That was one of the trades they did. And paired one of the best duos, probably the best duo in the history of the NBA. And I just can't wait for more, eight more episodes to go. <laughs> it's going to be spread about. Hopefully when the, this all ends, you know, the NBA season is back. That would be awesome. The NBA season comes back maybe right after this wraps up here in the next month. And that would be another thing. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see the dirt. I can't wait to see every single thing that happened during the time, that Chicago Bull time. Can't wait. All right, let's hop into some uh, NFL trade talk. You know, the NFL draft is this Thursday. This Thursday night, the NFL draft's going to kick off. It's going to be a virtual draft, so it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little, I don't know what to exactly you know, expect from it all with that, but a lot of trade talk coming up. You know, Leonard Fournette was in some trade talks. Running back from Jacksonville, OBJ, some noise circling around him there in Cleveland. Jamal Adams, New York Jet, some rumors going on right there. And John Elway from the Broncos, you know, talking about moving up in the draft. He wants uh, Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. And I don't blame him. <laughs> If I'm John Elway, he's looking to move up in the draft. They don't think he's going to be there when they draft. They own the number 15th overall pick, but he won't be there by the time 15 comes around. I mean, he's trying to get in the top 10. Arizona's sitting there at 8. There's a lot of rumors of the Broncos trying to jump all the way up to the 8th spot to select them. 10th pick. I think Cleveland Browns have the 10th pick. I just don't know. Carolina's in the top. Maybe they look to, you know, yeah, they're on full rebuild mode. So maybe they look to trade back there at number seven. I mean, if you were John Elway, and one, that's one of my draft needs I, I did. Give Drew Locke, who I assume would be the starting quarterback. He was there at the tail end of last year. He was a rookie last year. Struggled, struggled early on. Was hurt a little bit. But he's, he's going to be their starting quarterback. He really is. And Cortland Sutton, who was a rookie last year, really blossomed. Really, really blossomed. And to pair him with, with Jerry Judy, hey, I like your thinking, John Elway. John Elway, hey, you've been a quarterback before. You know what it takes. If you have those two weapons for you on your offense, do what you can to trade up. I believe he's worth it, too. He's a heck of a wide receiver. You always got Henry Ruggs there out of Alabama. You got C.D. Lamb. They're in, in Oklahoma. Any one of these three. I like Judy. I like C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. Lamb's a stud. So if you can get either Judy or C.D. Lamb by getting into the top 10, by all means do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat. Because then you got some offense going. You know, they got Philip Lindsay. They drafted, he was undrafted, actually. They brought in Melvin Gordon in. So now you got a one-two punch there at running back as well. So this Denver Broncos offense is starting to could be, you know, starting to come around a little bit. They haven't really had much offense in the last few years. They've been trying to find a quarterback. You know, Case Keenum was there, didn't really work out for him. 
You had Joe Flacco there last year. That was that was a experiment they don't want to have again. I mean, Brock Osweiler was there for a little while too. He's out of the league, so they really haven't had that quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. Paxton Lynch, he was a bust too. So it's good to see Drew Locke coming around, and hopefully this second year there, you know, under. Second-year head coach Vic Fangio, too. He came from the Chicago Bears defense. And his second... They lost a lot of close games last year. It's, I mean, he was losing so many close games last year on some crazy calls. And this felt a little bit bad for him, a little bit of bad luck. So I think with now, he can... Second year as a head coach. You know, he's getting that defense back to... Trying to turn it into like he did there in Chicago. and. Now the offense can be moving. If that offense can be moving and be, stay on the field and get that defense some rest, it could be something. It could really be something. Now let's talk about Leonard Fournette. Running back there in Jacksonville, actually played really well last year. Over 1,200 rushing yards, 70-plus receptions. And now he, there's rumors going on he is actually on the trade block. Teams have called. Jacksonville is inquiring other teams. Bosby, there's about four or five teams that have actually offered the Jacksonville Jaguars compensation for him. And one was the Miami Dolphins. I've heard, I've personally heard, because I'm a big Miami Dolphin fan, that a mid-round pick was offered. What that mid-round pick was, I don't know if it was third, fourth, fifth round pick for him, but there was an offer on the table that Miami did discuss with Jacksonville. So we'll see what happens with that. Miami Dolphins need a running back. They had Jordan Howard. They signed him from over from the Eagles in the offseason here. So they need a running back. And if they can get Leonard Fournette for a mid-round pick, I'm for it. Because when that guy is, when his mind is right, he's a heck of a running back. And there's a lot of questions about his you know, work ethic and if he really wants it or not. And that's the problem there in Jacksonville. Especially, you know, a couple years ago when he got suspended. Actually, I don't know what this Miami Dolphin thing was going to... He got suspended for, uh, you know, getting into a fight with Shaq Lawson. That's when Shaq Lawson was, was with Buffalo. Now he's with Miami. So I don't know if there's still tension between those two or not. But there's a rumor going around that saying Miami did offer a mid-round pick for Leonard Fournette. So, and that's what I've heard as well. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, Leonard Fournette, he, when he first came into the league as a rookie, though, he was a beast, too. It was just that second year, for some reason, the whole Jacksonville Jaguar team disrupted. And nobody liked Tom Coughlin. I mean, look at their roster now. Everybody's gone from that AFC Championship run they had. Like, everybody. Nobody is there anymore. So I don't really know exactly what Jacksonville is doing, but they're running everybody out of town. And I think a lot of it has to do with the top and Tom Coughlin being there and the head coach. It just, nothing seems to be fitting right. Doug Marone just doesn't seem to be fitting right with a lot of those players as well. So I don't know if the rumors here are true, but supposedly there's about three, four teams calling about Leonard Fournette. I think a change of scenery could do him good. I think a change of scenery could do him good too. It seems like every other Jaguar is leaving. Why not him too? I mean, he was a top five pick in the draft just a few years ago. He's entering that 
He's still on that rookie contract. So why not take a chance? Why not take a chance and see what he does this year and next year and see what happens? Because Or draft the draft the running back. Miami Dolphins need a running back. So there's a lot of teams that still need running backs. Jacksonville, you could get rid of him. You're going to need a running back. You don't have someone that can, you can hand the ball to and give 30 times a game. That's what Leonard Fournette can give you. Leonard Fournette can get you 30 carries a game. So, I think some of it, too, has to do with him wanting Cam Newton to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. That was news earlier in the week. He was pushing, like, yeah, we should sign Cam Newton. And maybe that was the final call Jacksonville wanted to ship him out. But, hey, let's get into that Jamal Adams trade talk. You know my boy, my boy Adam Gase. You know, he just wants to run out all those talented players. All those talented players. He's ever been around, has been ran out the door. Another guy that runs top talent players out the door. Look what Jacksonville's doing, running all their talent out the door. Look what Houston's doing, running all their talent out the door. Now, Adam Gase, wherever he goes, he's going to run that talent out the door. So, it, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Jamal Adams, another guy, just like Leonard Fournette from that same draft, you know, Going to the fourth year in the league, that fifth-year option's got to get picked up. It w- I believe they were going to. He wants a new deal. Jamal Adams is going to want a new deal. He's one of the top safeties in the game. He's going to want a big contract. And they are probably not going to give it to him. Knowing the New York Jets, they probably won't give it to him. Last year, there was some friction there as well about a deal coming about. But you have Adam Gase as your head coach. Therefore, he's not going to be around, man. They're committed to him. He's googly-eyed, crazy-eyed, sitting there on the sidelines by himself trying to draw up the, the, you know, going over those offensive plays he does, thinking he's a genius, and he just sits over there in the corner by himself during the middle of the game, kind of trying to be like a Sean McVay clone or something. I don't know what he's trying to do. And then he calls the same damn play again. It doesn't make any sense that he's still a head coach. He didn't do anything down there in Miami. Absolute waste of time. Threw all those draft picks and contracts around and ran all the top talent that they had out of there. And Jamal Adams is going to be next. Jamal Adams is going to be next, and I hope he does get paid. I hope he just gets the heck out of New York. Get out from Adam Gase. I'm telling all those players, though. I'm happy for Robbie Anderson that got out of New York, too, and went to Carolina. Yeah, Carolina may be in full rebuild mode, but I'd rather go down there and try a new beginning with a new regime and just to get away from Adam Gase because that guy is not a good head coach. He's very overrated offensive guru guy. They think he's that offensive guru because he coached Peyton Manning there for a little bit there in Denver. And they thought he was a QB whisperer. Then he goes and coaches Jay Cutler there. And Jay Cutler had an okay year. That year was so overrated. He had an all right year. It's Jay freaking Cutler. Then he brought Jay Cutler to Miami. So it doesn't make any sense. This dude just tries to get all his guys around him. It doesn't make any sense. Jamal Adams, run. I'm telling Deshaun Watson to run from Houston. I'm telling you to run from there. New York. 
I'm telling Leonard Fournette, run from Jacksonville. Get it. These organizations are this toxic. They're this toxic. Like, why are you trying to run all these top players on your team that put their heart and soul, you know, happy to wear that uniform for the city? And your football organization, you just treat them like dogs. Doesn't make any damn sense. Jamal Adams is a heck of a safety. Some good landing spots for him, too. I'm how about the Bucks. Bucks may be all in this year. With the Super Bowl being in Tampa, why not go to the Bucks? Or Jerry World there in Dallas. Jerry Jones wants always want to make a splash. Also try to bring in Jamal Adams, you know, on his last deal, last year of his deal. And then try to extend Jamal Adams instead of Dak Prescott. <laughs> you never know with Jerry Jones. There may be a kind of a crazy deal working out for there. You know, he may even trade Dak. There's rumors that Dak Prescott is on the market as well. So, I don't, I don't know. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy week. There's going to be all kinds of rumors going in and out. Nobody's going to know what's going on. It's just going to be rumors, 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 rumors. And we're all going to find out Thursday if there's anything going to happen. But I think Jamal Adams could be a draft day trade. I really, I think that could happen. I think Jamal Adams, because the Jets have, have shown that they do not want to extend him. They came out and even said they're not looking to extend him this offseason. And Jamal Adams, man, got to get out of there, bro. Hopefully you do get traded. I can see a trade going to Jerry World or the Bucks, or maybe the, maybe the Bears. Maybe Chicago will want to get in on it. Detroit Lions need a lot of help too. But I don't know if you want to go to play for, from the New York Jets to Detroit. That will be a... I'll be a no for me, but I think a little trade come down there to Tampa, Dallas, Chicago. Those seems like kind of ideal for it. John Gruden will probably love him too there as a Raider. John Gruden probably want him as a Las Vegas Raider going out west. Hey, that could be a good landing spot for you as well. It's just the problem is it's going to be expensive going to be an expensive trade. Jamal Adams probably, I, mean, I don't know what the New York will even ask for. I mean, they may still ask for it first, but the problem is you got to extend him. His deal's going to be up. So you're going to have to extend him. You want to pay him. So that market value right now is probably the best for the Jets to trade him. Because the longer you wait, the longer there may, that draft pick is going to dwindle. It may turn into the next year's draft for like a third round pick or something because then you got to pay him. And teams are not going to give up a first-round pick and pay him. Unless you're Dallas Cowboys, because they did that with Amari Cooper. $100 million after they traded a first-round pick for him. So Jerry World will do it. Jerry Jones, they're in Jerry World. He'll do it. And he'll try to pull it off somehow, some way. So I could see him with that star on his helmet. Another wide receiver on the mark was OBJ. Now, supposedly this was completely false. There's no trade speculation whatsoever involving Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't see it happening either. There's no way with a, with a new coach, new everything there in Cleveland, there's no way they're trading OBJ. That one's just a rumor. That one is completely false. I believe it. That is completely false. OBJ will not be on the move. Let him be there with his homeboy Jarvis Landry. Give him another year together with Baker Mayfield. Maybe they can get it going. But it's the Cleveland Clowns we're talking about here. It's not the Cleveland Browns yet. 
Even though they switched those new uniforms, it took a homage back to the old days, but they're still the Cleveland Clowns in my book. Until they win, you have to get in the playoffs and win a game. Then I can call you the Cleveland Browns again. Just like in those Bernie Kosar days, the Jim Brown days, when Cleveland was actually winning some games. So get it, get it right there, Cleveland Clowns. <laughs> the Cleveland Clowns, man, get it right. And become the Cleveland Browns. You know, OBJ, you need to step your game up too. The whole team underachieved last year. So let's step it up and play some damn ball and stop messing around, clowning around, and, you know, wanting to wear all your damn different cleats and different jewelry and, and all this other stuff. You'd be trying to get in the game and wear on the field to get attention for yourself. Go out there, shut up, put on a show, and, and let everybody know that you're one of the top wideouts in the damn league. And there's. N- no denying it. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening. A little short one for you all today. I wasn't, haven't been feeling good since last night. No, it's not Corona. It's my allergies and everything that's been messing with me today. So I want to thank you all for listening. You know, Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. You know where to find me on the official website of feeltheheatent.com. I'll catch you all Wednesday when I'm going to give you my own mock draft. First round mock draft Wednesday, all 32 team, all 32 picks Wednesday. So tune in Wednesday. Thank you all again. See ya. Peace. <laughs>